Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buckle up for an unfiltered dose of comedy. Full disclosure, I've had a lot of sex, but honestly, having sex with me is like buying a Prius. It's much quieter than you'd expect. Epics presents Unprotected Sets. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jingle Jared. In my former occupation, I was the biggest jingle writer of all time. Now, I'm looking for a new job, speaking to every entrepreneur that I can find so I can find out what it's like to transition from one career to another. All of this expert advice has become the bedrock for a podcast I'm calling Occupational Therapy. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. do y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts you're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, it's 2020. Welcome to the show. It's been a while since I've been uh, back on the air. Let's say about a month or so. It's been a really interesting start of the year. So welcome to the show. This is kind of the kickoff of the new season. Today we have the amazing Carolyn Breland on the show. It's been a kind of crazy start of the year. I will say uh, just kind of we just experienced uh, the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi the other day. I've never seen such an outpouring of love on social media in my entire career. And, you know, unfortunately, it's one of those months. It's, it, it starts off uh, in a strange way. And, and obviously, the, the passing of Neil Peart, too, from Rush, an amazing drummer. Uh, and I guess the moral, of you know, in the end, life is precious. Hug someone you love. Tell them you love them. And um, let's hope better things for this coming up this year. But uh, I do have a great show for you this this. Uh, Today, we have Carolyn Vreeland. She's like the modern age Marilyn Monroe. She's a singer first and foremost. Some might say she's a multi-hyphenate fashion darling. She's an actress. She just appeared on Star. She's also an Instagram star. You might know her from her hilarious Instagram page filled with food, wine, and adventures with her best friend, Shea Marie. Also columnist, most recently for Karim Rotfeld's magazine. And let us not forget the amazing... Um, granddaughter of Vogue and Harper's Bazaar legend, Dylan Vreeland. But we are going to talk about her music. That is why she's here today. It was a great show. I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun. It was a great uh, episode to do. I brought in some pizza, a little bit of wine, had a great time, and uh, check it out. Coming up next, Carolyn Vreeland. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Guys, welcome to the show. Carolyn Vreeland, the amazing. Thank How you. Are you feeling today, I've by the way? I've been called worse. How are you feeling? Uh, Scott, I have to be honest with you. I had a show last night. Oh, that's right. Shit, I forgot it. Yeah. My bad. All right. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have came. It's whatever. 
Um, <laughs> um, and it went really well. So we, awesome. we, my friends and I went out to celebrate after. So I'm not. I heard you were at Jones. I have spies everywhere Ooh, in LA. Who told you? Just a friend of mine was there and was like, I think your friend Caroline's here. I was like, I think she is. Jones there? is the truth. There. I was there. I'm yeah. going there tonight. By the way, so you should know, I got us a bottle of red wine and I got Pizzana <sighs> coming because I know you and I, you know, we hang out socially here and there. We've never like talked for hours, but I feel like we could do an entire show about food <laughs> because you love food as much as I do. So have you been to Pizzana, by the way? I don't even know of what you speak. Pizzana Scott. is the probably best pizza in L.A. Pizzana. P- pizzana. It's famous. Okay. And I got us a couple pies that God, are being delivered so, here in, in a moment. I've been gone so long, I don't even know the new spots. I'm checking my phone to see when the fresh pies are coming in <laughs> so that you get Steaming to- uh, Yeah, so that you get to experience it. So why don't we, we can have a, you know, the wine- I actually don't drink a lot, but you know, I feel I figure this what could be a good um yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah, that's gonna help me. I think. What's it called? ASMR when you do the the food and you know that you can actually like listen to when yes. people eat. I've actually um, done a wine and pizza ASMR. You'll have you to excuse me because they only have like that's mugs perfect. here. So I don't know about drinking red wine out of a mug, Thank a you. WeWork coffee mug. If that's really, you know, what people are thinking about but delish but regardless so i don't know if you've ever heard this show before but the idea of this show caroline because we have known each other truth be told for quite some time and i have a great story about being in miami with you and shay which i will get <laughs> into at some point um the idea is i'm gonna have a little wine with you by the way Thank is you. it's like this cheers. is your life cheers so it's like this is your life this is your story this is your path and your journey and how you've made it to where you are today i've listened to i've done my research and i found out a lot of great things about you that i didn't know um, so basically we're going to take it back to the beginning, how you started. You grew up, um, I think you grew up in <coughs> Washington, did you not? Or you were born in Washington? I was born in Washington, D.C., but I grew up in Northern California. Like in Marin, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like the, 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 uh, the mean streets and the, uh, the poor county of Marin, which is actually a very affluent, um, city, right? And so did you grow up, tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Did you grow up like, did your family have money? Obviously, a lot of people in Marin have a lot of money. Did you? What was your? That what? is the the thing that people think about Marin for sure. Um, my my mom was actually traveling in Africa when she was, I think, maybe twenty five or twenty six with her sister, and um, the coup happened oh, with, right. with Idi Amin. Uh-huh. So she literally could not leave; had to live there and stay there and work. So she started to work for Save the Children. She met my dad there. My dad's a German diplomat. Okay. Um, so they met there and they got married and had me and then had my sister. And when they split up, um, I was about two or three and we moved to Marin County because my grandparents lived there, but we were not of the, I mean, all my friends were super fancy in that we were not, we were with the three of us, my mom, my sister and I sleeping in a one bedroom. I mean, yes, we, I didn't want for very much. I grew up very lucky, but, um, it's sort of uh, something people mistaken about where I'm from that we weren't that way but it actually it probably adds to your story and it makes you who you are today because you had to work really hard for everything of course. you have by the way the pizza's here <gasps> just on a side note so that there's uh really if for some reason me. yeah for some reason there's like a knock at the door Dita, just so you know there's i don't know we have two or three pies coming in we can choose whatever kind <clears> of like. so i so only this you. you're the only person and i feel like we've had so many amazing guests on the show that we've ever done this for because i appreciate your love for food Thank so you. much so in She's a moment, hungry. yeah, in a, in a moment, there'll be pizza. So <laughs> so you grew up like that. And, and musically, because obviously we're going to talk about all your endeavors and you have a new record that's dropping. And so I want to get into all that. But from sort of a historical standpoint, you know, you, your family was was fairly modest. And were you around music a lot growing up? 
<clears throat> you know, I don't have a close relationship with my father. Um, we're sort of just now mending things. Um, but he really was the one who introduced me to my sister and I would travel every summer from eight to 18 to visit him. And he would introduce me to jazz and reggae and music that I wasn't listening to here. Mm. Um, growing up in California with, you know, that limited background, but he really was the one who opened the door for me. Um, to listen to Maria Callas and Al Green and Nina Simone and and he I have to give him that so and then later on you got into the Fiona Apples of the world Amy Whitehouse She's the and first all those, person right? who played me Fiona Apple yeah. yes and she is my end all be all and so you re so it was sort of a combination because your music and obviously it's gone through a lot of different sort of metamorphosis to where it is today because at first it was almost like would you consider it pop when you first yeah, put out your it first was, music it was pretty poppy the ep i put out a couple years ago yeah now this one has a much heavy different. much bluesier <clears throat> in that amy winehouse direction right um and we're going to get into all that stuff so but i want to we're still sort of in the you know the beginnings of your life here so you listen to music you're living with i heard a great story at some point whether it was 17 or 18 you're you're in you know you're still in um, northern california you decide to move to la to pursue your musical dreams and you have this great story that i read about where you start to live with your dapper a grandfather oh or God. uncle or he is the last gentleman on earth sorry guys yeah um yeah he, we were such the odd couple you know he would be blasting beethoven at 7 a.m and i'd be sneaking in <laughs> and he said caroline what did you get into last night and i would say you know well i tried to get into the prada party but <laughs> i couldn't get in he said i was there you should have let me know like he's so like <laughs> he was like james goldstein or something <laughs> like getting the, into all those parties at like an old age or something <laughs> yeah, right you know james amazing. goldstein the I guy do. who i know yeah um so he was always he was at the prada party you were living and was that like because at some point your love of fashion and music sort of those worlds collided well i actually was never involved in fashion um i i didn't even want of course i w it was an i knew it was an honor to have the name freeland and to and i wore it with pride but i really didn't want that to get in the way of me making my own name for myself so i was a little bit boneheaded when i was in my early 20s i you didn't want the association I didn't. with your, it's your great grandmother right yes because we spoke about it a little bit she was for those of you who don't know and i spoke about it just truth be told i gave you an illustrious uh, intro before you oh. got here. So I said all this stuff about you, which is great. And by the way, you look fabulous today. So oh, it's also great, a great thing. Um, so basically, um, your, your great grandmother was, you know, the, she was at Harper's Bazaar for many years and she was at Vogue, right? right. So maybe, um, the pizza just came in guys so in case you hear like a door in case there's you, a door slamming the there's pizza coming <laughs> we're going to take a couple slices of this and then i'm going to some of my team is going to have some so we should we should well let's come back to sec for one sec we'll come right back and we'll talk about your great grandmother and your connection to her we're going to choose the pizza from pizzana first and we'll be back in one <laughs> second you're listening to lips la with scott lips all right we're back well we are back we had to take a little bit of a pizza break and as I said to Caroline, no one wants to hear me chew in anyone's ear. <laughs> kind of like that ASMR video stuff, which could be my next show. Um, anyway, um, how was the pizza? Fire. 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 We were talking about our favorite pizza really turned places. my morning around. Thanks for that. That was the point. I, I feel like... We have hair of the dog. Yeah. Cheers. I feel like, as I said, we really could chat about food for hours. If, when we have some time at the end, but I'm still going through your life. You should have Frank Prisanzano come on. Who's that? Little Frankie's. Oh, I should, yeah. That'd <clears throat> he's be great. Amazing. I think we're talking to um, Major Domo's David Chang. I think he's going to come on soon. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I have some great chefs really on the show. You really cover a lot of ground. You're really running the gamut here. Cover a lot of ground. You know, pop culture is my thing. And we were just talking about... 
podcasts and the fact that there's I don't I feel like there's not a lot of great pop culture podcasts going on. There's obviously there's Joe Rogan, there's uh, Dak Shepard, but there's not like a million of them. So trying to cover some good ground here. But we were talking about your great grandma. Did you had you ever met her? She passed away when I was two, actually. Oh wow, okay. And so, what does your family tell you about her? I think I was propped up on her bedside as a babe, but I don't recall. But you obviously you probably have this sort of kindred spirit connection <clears> with <throat> her, right? And so. Does your mom or dad have stories about her that you guys recollect sometimes? My mom was actually a little bit afraid of her. She wow. was very aggressive. Um, she was like an OG fashion. Yeah, she would, you know, come into the Christmas dinner and say, "Your hair looks horrible," and my mom would be <laughs> like, "I'm 12." <laughs> right. So she, the the film that my cousin Lisa made, the Eyes to Travel, really. I mean, of course, it shows the glamorous aspects of her life and mm. all the amazing things she did and truly championed women and she made she, she did things pe- people had were not doing in the 60s you yeah. know she was a pioneer um, <clears throat> in fashion. she was but definitely beyond that it really shows the toll that that took on her family life mm. you know um how my grandfather and his brother were affected by that and so it, it does show both sides of yeah. it so while she was a wild amazing huge crazy force it was also very challenging too i'm sure I, i'm sure you know my buddy francesco corazzini who's uh-huh. Whose uh, mother-in-law is Anna Wintour? Yes, so that's got to be an interesting household. I can't imagine yeah. uh, what goes on there. But yes, yeah, so I imagine it was definitely an interesting time and, and definitely a pioneer. But but that being said, it probably you know there's a connection to you with the fashion industry that you can't deny, right? And you love it, and you found a way to. I wouldn't ever like, deny it, and I I don't want to bite the hen that feeds me. Yeah. But like I said, I I wasn't very much focused on that stuff. Then when I did this EP, the one I ended up releasing a, a year or so later. We decided, my team and I, as you know, press for the music and stuff. Why don't we do this? Why don't mm. we open that book? And once I saw how lucrative it could be, and how much fun it was, and how I actually really it is in me. I I I love I love working with brands. I love modeling. I love all that stuff. It's it's very fun. Yeah. Um. And it was the first time I was able to not have to fucking bartend. Yeah. So I want to talk about that. So you're 17, 18. You decide to move down to L.A. You only have your family, your grandfather in Santa Monica, who's dapper and who's going to all the <laughs> fashion parties before chicest man alive. getting into he's the party. Yeah, that's amazing. So he's still, still around. Amazing. Oh, yeah. So you move in with him. That's got to be kind of a trip because he's like, he's like, you know, James Goldstein and that he's getting into all these fashion parties and you're just moving here not knowing like what's going on. Did you have friends in L.A. when you moved here? No, I didn't. I didn't know anybody. I find it hard to believe you had no friends here, but... No, I really didn't know anybody. I just, uh, I got a job being a hostess, some restaurant in Hollywood, and um, yeah. And you did, I know that you did like bottle service. Oh yeah, six years of that shit. Slanging bottles, fucking stacking cash. (laughs) God damn. I can't believe I, I was fired from every single job I ever had. Amazing. And last night I sang at the Standard in the room, that, that club they have there. Uh-huh. And I fucking worked there when it was smoking mirrors, got fired from there too. Amazing. It was like, it's nice to be back, bitch. <laughs> you, you have some great stories in, during that time period when you were doing like bottles, there was one night, like celebrities you're waiting Woof. on and everything. And it definitely makes you who you are today because it adds to character. And probably, I imagine that, you know, lyrics can come from all walks of life. And so it comes from relationships, it comes from heartache, it comes from, 
your path and your journey, but maybe even lyrically some stuff came from those times you had working at those places. I don't know. Um, any great stories that you can remember from, from doing that? Because for me, it all builds character. Like I literally like started in the fashion business as a driver and I used to drive like people around and I was like Uber before Uber. <laughs> and uh, people were like, oh, you're a musician. You're cool. You're not like one of these like, you know, whatever. And so I'm like fashion people. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, that's where I come from. I'm a drummer. So it all adds character and it, and, and it actually adds to who you are today. So I guess any stories that sort of, you know, Gosh, I mean, it was very, very tedious to, I mean, if you remember Truesdale, those yeah. outfits we had, yeah, yeah. latex, latex guys, right. we had to turn that puppy inside out, baby powder that shit, put it on, and then we had to shine each other down. There was a whole process. Wow. Anyway, imagine these big old tits of mine <laughs> crammed up in this latex, and here I am serving drinks to frickin' Bruno Mars and Adam Levine and these people that, artists that I admire, and I'm trying to make my music thing pop off too, but I'm obviously not gonna hand a demo tape over it or, right. or I'm not that pushy bitch, you know, I'm not like yeah. gonna, so it was, it was hard. And then I would go back, I remember, anytime there was some big artist, I, Jamie Foxx one night or whatever, and I would go back into the, that dirty motherfucking kitchen with those little guys who are all my managers, shout out to you, you know who you are, Napoleon Complex, motherfuckers. And I would say, I know there's more than this. Like I would stare in the dirty corner of the kitchen yeah. and tell myself there's more than this. Um, but what I will say is that the person who was the rudest to me, <laughs> Ever. out of anybody I waited on, and I've waited on everybody, yeah. you know that, was Queen Latifah. And then you end up doing a show with I her. I know, that's the funny <laughs> thing. And I was like, <laughs> she was, I mean, God Shout bless out her. to Queen Latifah. Love her. She's yeah. she's fucking amazing. <laughs> she took the bottle right out of my hand, said, that'll be it. Like kind of like dismissive. And I, I have to admit, I did judge her. Then when I did the Lee Daniels show, cut to 10 years later or whatever. Right, because you guys are both on Star together. We were. And yeah. so we were-, were Along in with a, our girl, um, Ryan Destiny. Oh, I love Ryan. Yeah. Ryan yeah. is a star. She's She is a star. Hey, guys. Um, so, yeah. So tell I, me about I, that. I, Actually, we're sort of jumping ahead. But that show you did with Queen, Queen Latifah now- but before that, you did like so much other stuff. That's not just, that's not where it Well, was. on that show, I, I, you know, once I found out I was going to do it and Lee was so sweet, he, um, he basically told me, you know, we want you for the voice. Can you act? Right. <laughs> I was like, let's give it a shot. But I kept trying to get the courage up to, to confront Queen Latifah and tell her, you know, you were rude to me when I served you drinks. She is the most charming kind soft-spoken she's one of those people i'm like a leaner inner yeah i lean in and i talk loud. hug it out a little bit she's one of those people that speaks very softly you have to lean into her like to hear it she's so compelling i was have you told her yeah you can't um, tell i don't her. know you if can't. i had the balls yeah, to tell yeah. her i don't think you're not I did. that close with her we yet. weren't on set very often together a lot of our shots were like superimposed things of her and i pretending to be in a band in the 90s and shit <laughs> right. um but she she really she turned that opinion right around so well, uh, at some point, I'd love you to tell that story. It could be a great story, just an <laughs> icebreaker. Um, so, you, so you're working there. All this stuff starts happening. At some point, you meet Shay, right? I don't yes. know where that's at. Is that two years after you moved to L.A.? I was moving into a new apartment complex, and it was the same day, coincidentally, that I had orientation at that job at, the, at Truesdale. And as I'm moving my boxes in, the, the door is ajar to the neighboring apartment. I'm looking in like, there's a cute blonde girl in there. Who's that? <laughs> hmm. Put my boxes down and have to rush over. The cute blonde girl's fucking at the orientation too. So we, Oh, I didn't know you guys worked there together. <clears throat> we did. Oh. I'm, the same day I moved in was the same day we started a job together. We had met each other at some fucking boa dinner, some right. bullshit. Some like promoter and dinner I had or like this long weave down to my ass. 
and she thought she told later she'll say you know oh this stupid rich bitch with her fucking weave cut to she sees me pulling out of the garage of our apartment and my my grandmother's broken down honda with like the (laughs) rear view mirror taped on with duct tape i see her in her ford explorer with the lights that light up the ground she's so ghetto (laughs) back then love you shay (laughs) and uh we knew that that was it we started carpooling to work and so for those of you who don't know it's shay marie so on insta it used to be at peace love shay now it's just shay marie i still type in peace love shay man (laughs) i still do it um i i this is probably a good opportunity so at some point i somewhat dabbled with photography you might have remembered i yes, took some sir. pictures here and there and i was in miami with you guys and the reason i'm telling you the story is because one of the weirdest i don't think you guys even knew this happened but we were in miami on the beach i don't know and i was like as i normally do i saw some friends you guys you guys were hanging out doing your thing you know sitting by the water at south beach and i think either you or shay or something hey scott can you take a picture of us and i'm like sure <laughs> i remember so um i i don't know if you remember this because this like this Didn't happened the bird so quick swoop in or something so so i'm taking a picture okay. of you guys you're doing your thing i don't know you know and like somebody was eating like chips and guacamole i don't know if it was you or <laughs> shay and you're eating and then i'm like oh i'll have a few chips and i'm taking some pictures with my iphone and at some point, something hit me in the face. And no, so, the bird didn't it take it right out of your hand. The bird <laughs> hit me in the face, or I don't know, came to my face, took the chips and guacamole from my mouth when I was putting it into my mouth, and out literally, of like, your fucking mouth. it literally flew into my face. <laughs> and I had never experienced something weird like that before. Like, I, I, I don't know if anyone has ever had a bird fly into their face, but it's so disorienting and and you just it kind of really like it's it's a weird moment in life i'll never forget because people have had birds <laughs> i'm glad you know, to be associated with yeah that i mean people have had birds go to the bathroom <laughs> them I, I i don't have a lot of friends that have had birds actually fly into their face and take a chip from their mouth those brazen so, birds man yeah so that no was shame. that was something i'll never forget because it was like while i was shooting you guys and i was like wow this is like a sign that this is just a those weird pictures fucking. were great thank you well well you, you know well thanks to us. the bird thanks to the bird but <laughs> that's a, that's a story that i'll never forget so all right so you're uh another for my bird story you are at that point you are sort of starting to do music are you dabbling in music when you're working at Truesdale and you're uh, yes. have, are you meeting producers are you how do you get into music because obviously it's such a daunting thing for singers to come here from another state and not know or not in another state necessarily but just just come from anywhere and not know the right people mm-hmm. to get involved with to make music whether it be writers producers you know, L.A. is such a sketchy town sometimes Super. in that sense. And so how do you get into it? How does that happen? It was kind of a, a crazy story, actually. I, at 18, started dating this guy who shall not be named. and um, You'll tell me off the record sure. when we're done with this. Yes, absolutely. Um, with my head <laughs> hung <laughs> in shame. Um, no, he, we, he brought us, we went out to Miami for a vacation. We were staying with a friend of his who was a big music producer. And the producer said, oh, your girl's a singer? Fucking have her sing. So we got in my face. It was Scott Storage oh, yep. uh, in the heyday. Yep. And uh, I sang for him. He said, holy shit, like, this girl needs to stay here. You need to, he made me sign a deal. I stayed for six months. I later found out the guy I was dating tried to get a cut of, oh, like, bringing never me. Never good, never good. So I, Never good when the guy you're dating wants to be also be the manager at the same time. Yeah, like, I, had to, know, I had to make money from cut you. that guy loose. Yeah. But to his credit, you know, um, he did introduce me to him. I ended up staying in Miami. Uh, I worked on a few songs with Scott. He's so fucking talented. And like he really... One of the better, like, hip-hop producers of, like, would you say the 90s or early 2000s? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he... I would wake up... If, first of all, this guy was so kind. He flew out my boyfriend... He, the, the next boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he flew Not out the my guy mom, that tried to take the cut. Flew, uh, flew out my dog. He was so kind. My sister, everything. He, he really... 
he took great care of me, but I would wake up in that crazy house on Palm Island or Star Island, wherever right. he was living, and it would be 4 a.m., and I would hear someone playing Mozart. I would go downstairs. His girlfriend would be laying on the piano getting a tattoo from some tattoo guy. Well, Scott was just like with those fucking glasses he always wore, <laughs> playing Mozart. I was, he always Like a scene out of Entourage or something. Literally, that was it. Yeah. Um, so... I'll wrap it up, but um, because I ended up staying out there, I ended up meeting um, a friend of mine had me introduced to some guys at Atlantic. I ended up meeting uh, Evan Bogart okay. when I got back to LA. Amazing! At this point, he was—he was just—he was in a—he had the writing camp, okay, songwriters group. Sure. So I maybe explain what that is to people that don't know, because a bunch of writers get together. That, how does that work? Did you go to that? Um, yeah, I we I wrote with him and a bunch of his writers. He then went on to uh, create a label. So he kind of while we he was in this writing camp, he said, you know, wait it out. I'm going to start this label. I want you to be on there. And same story, you know, I signed with him, dropped, signed, drops, and every artist that goes through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was really from dating this one guy, going to Miami, and then meeting a chain of people through that. And then I ended up um, working on an album for Evan's label. I met this producer, this French guy, amazing, and we sort of did something that would I would liken to a female version of Muse. There was a yeah, female lead singer amazing. for Muse. That never came out. Um, and then I did a whole thing, maybe it was more uh, Kings of Leoni. I had a Viper oh, Room residency. I was writing uh, a lot more rock stuff back then. Because I read somewhere that you have like four albums worth of material that you never put out. Yes. Were these these records that yes. you're referring to? So it was like the Kings of Leon Muse period of your life. I can't even picture Tried you in every like genre. a I can't picture you in like a muse type band. I mean, because you're such a sultry, it was very operatic, very big. Yeah, it's uh, now your stuff is so like sultry and. and well, I came I, back to the blues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but so how? Do you still have those recordings? It's probably interesting. I do. Should we play this? Somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the ones we should play are fucking the ones I did with Scott. Literally, it was like shotgun. I know you want to ride it. Things I would never say <laughs> now, like in my little tank top. Things I would <laughs> fucking say. But I mean, you know, you grow, and yeah. and that's why I kind of I honor those things because now I've I can see an evolution in it. Definitely. But I definitely have come back to the blues. That's what I grew up on. That's what I love, and that's this this album I'm putting out, which is called. Notes on sex and I, wine. I see that. I was going to say, there's always a recurring wine theme in a lot of your stuff. You must love wine, and that's why I got us the wine, because I've yes. never done this before, but I figured, let's add to sort of the ambiance, right? At Thank some you. point, I would like to have a studio with, like, candles and, like, rugs. Just make it very vibey. Like like we a, have a rug in here. This I know, I know, but, like, but make it, like, vibey, nice. you know? I don't know. <laughs> it's nice to have a vibey. Like, when you go in the recording studio, right? right. Turn down the lights. Make it, like, a vibe. So, um, has I guess wine has always been, like, a thing, like a like a major thing, an inspiration to you, right? Because, there are, <clears> truth <throat> be told, there are a few songs that, EPs, things like that, that have included the word wine. I'm not making this up. I think I might talk about drinking wine in every single song on the album. <laughs> right, I can't so, tell a lie. Okay, the so. first single was called Stay Drunk With Me. Right. Um, the, the last single I just released is Drinking for Two, and the picture is me laying naked in a pool holding up a glass of wine. So. And now we're drinking. It's come full circle. We're drinking wine. I think with wine, I mean, look, maybe I'm just justifying my lushness, my yeah. vices, but um, I'm obsessed with the bottle air. It, it did influence the title of the album. He has these essays on hashish and wine, okay. and he goes on to talk about how the artist is affected when they are in a certain state. I'm not saying take heroin or whatever the fuck. Right. No. No, but I it's an saying, altered state that yes. helps you write and, and get in a groove for sure. No question. Right. So I was always very taken with those essays. And then, of course, 
you know, I have my daddy issues, Scott. I <laughs> will tell you that to your face. <clears throat> I, um, for me, Bacchus, the god of wine, I didn't know who he was. Was he my lover? Was he my brother? Was he my father? Was mm. he, uh, I didn't know who he was to me. I didn't know what a man really was to me. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So that's why the, the music video that I did for Stay Drunk With Me is sort of this intoxication ritual where you're at your sort of urging your lover to stay in that state. I don't want to figure it out. I want to stay drunk. I want to stay in this. That's the meaning just, behind it. Right. And so it was sort of me trying to figure out what he was to me or what Bacchus is to me. And anyway, so it's fascinating because I, cause I even know again, and sort of diving deep into who you are, cause it's, it's different when you know someone socially and you hang out here and there, but then when you dive deep into everything about them, you find out all these things. And I found out, in doing this, that you auditioned for American Idol years ago, and the reason why you didn't get it, because I watched it, it actually like seemed like exactly the same as you were. It was like 2013, could have been yesterday. No. You look exactly the same. That's nice. Um, Filler and Botox. But you. but you, but you didn't. I guess you didn't do it ultimately because <laughs> you knew Ryan Seacrest. But in true Carolyn Reeland fashion, then you went on to create a show with him or with his production I did company. It before I did it when I was 21. He he and Charlie Walk. I know uh, all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. they. For whatever reason, I've been pitched for reality stuff yeah. for a long time. Um, but we did this pilot, the sizzle reel, for a show called L.A. Shrink. And I bring that up because we were just <laughs> talking about psychology. And I feel like that's this is a show that you actually Thank created. God, it didn't air. Yeah. <laughs> the I the premise say. was like. I would have been the crazy one. Yeah. What was the premise again? It was like. Four. LA four young LA girls all see the same alluring male shrink. <laughs> oh my Can God. you even? It's probably better that that didn't <laughs> come out. <laughs> was... Well, I I didn't know that on Idol, um, which by the way I was not the right fit for that. Yeah. Although it was cool to have Nicki Minaj and uh, that all of them say yes. That was sick. But Amazing. um, my buddy lives in my building is Randy Jackson. We're I very love close. Randy. So He's a doll. Randy was my first guest on the show, and Aww. the truth be told, it's probably the reason why I have a radio show because Randy is such a great guest. That um, the first couple I did weren't good. I'll be honest; like I didn't know what I was doing. And then by the third show, he came on Growing and he pain. he just he just talked. I didn't really actually even say anything. And then you know the guy that owns Dash Radio was like, "Oh, this is great." I was like, "I didn't even talk." It was all Randy. So thank you, Randy. So Ra did you sweet. audition for Randy too when you did that? I did. <clears throat> Keith awesome. Urban, Mariah, Nikki, and him. And Randy it was sick. That's awesome. But you know they what they want. It's TV mm -hmm. in the end, and they want someone who they can show Drama. this. We plucked her from a farm in Kentucky, and now we've turned her into a star. I was already living in L.A. I was already jaded. I was sitting in the fucking... I was reading Dostoevsky in the room when they're like, everybody raise up your golden Hollywood ticket, and <laughs> right. I had no enthusiasm for that. You know, You're I like, wasn't what they... Yeah. But I did get disqualified because I knew Ryan. Yeah. And he also... Ryan was very close with an ex of mine, Drew. Okay. And they... So we've... I mean, I've been to dinner with him. I knew him. So yeah. when you come around and Ryan congratulates you for making it to the next level, he's like, oh, what's up? And I think that they that that was not allowed. They so didn't did want they, special they, treatment. Yeah. So they saw that and they're like, "Do you guys know each other?" Or they just right. picked up on that in your vibe. I just or, or didn't they... make it to the next level. Okay. And uh, you didn't even know why. Well, I, I later found out, but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't meant to be. It was a humbling experience, though. It was it was fun to try out for it. It was it was interesting, but so so you work in these odd jobs. You were at all these places, bottle service. You start recording music. At some point, you also work for Diane von Furstenberg, and maybe yeah. that was because of your connection with your great grandma, right? Wasn't there some kind of you in this town or in retail and high end retail stores, you can't work unless you have a client book. Right. <clears throat> Which is for the, those of you who don't know, it's like customers, right? Right. Say? People yeah. that you can, you know, have come in, people that you uh, sell directly to, you pull stuff for them. 
I didn't have that. I was freaking 23 and hoping I could, I was living with five girls in a two bedroom trying to make the rent. Right. And uh, so I didn't have that. And but how was that, by the way? Epic. <laughs> My one friend, she started a salon out of our apartment. She wow. was doing extensions and all of us had the extensions. So like, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you but said you had this long flowy hair, I would right? not wish extensions on my worst enemy it's <laughs> terrible but we literally she would start at like 8 a.m it took forever yeah and every hour on the hour like one of us would trickle out from the back bedroom all of us with these weaves and the people getting their <laughs> hair done were like how many people are living in here there's like nine girls with extensions living in this apartment so i but uh back in the day my great-grandmother diana vreeland she gave not a chance to dvf but she really kind of there's a famous letter that dvf has framed and it's from my great-grandmother saying these dresses you're making they're exceptional and let me know if there's anything you need so dvf she diane heard that i wanted to get a job there and she allowed me to work there without having the client book and and it was very good of her she then proceeded over the years to take me on various hikes and and school me and tell me Straighten up and do right. She re- she really <laughs> upheld the end of her. Was she in L.A.? Because she's in New York. But she, was this in this L.A.? This was in L.A. Okay. And then I became obviously very close with her son, Alex. Yeah, sure. And well, with well. A.K., who I love and yeah. adore. Yeah. Um, so they've been, it was cool. I think she really honored the fact that, that my great-grandmother would, did that for her, so she in turn did it for me. It was really cool. So I think it's an interesting conversation because obviously you have this great history in fashion. You have a lineage to it, but also... At a certain point, you probably stopped working all these places because you started making a lot of money through Very social recently. media. <clears throat> well, through st- fucking Instagram. Through Thank Instagram, you. right. So that <laughs> happened, I don't know, let's say four three, years. four, or five years ago, whatever it may be. <clears throat> Did you start to see your like roommates with Shay at that point, right? I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but at some point between living with the girl with extensions and working <laughs> at Truesdale, you're moving with Shay, right? Yes, yes. And you're moving with Shay and you see Shay starting to do this, right? Because I've also known Shay for quite some time. She was at the... F- she was like a the OG. front runner. She, she, we would be on vacation. She's like, "Can you take a picture of me in this crocheted top?" We're like, "Fuck you, no! Why do you want this?" Like, no. And she was right. I have to yeah. say, she was fucking right. She capitalized on that shit. She killed it. Now she's turned it into various businesses. I'm she's got so a swimwear impressed. line. Yeah. She's starting another company, a CBD skincare line. Amazing. She's incredible what she's done. And she said to me, Caroline, you know. You claim you want to have this connection with the people that you're making music for. What's, How are you going to have fans? How are you going to have anybody? And I said, boo, you whore. I want nothing yeah. to do with yeah. Instagram. It's invasive and self-serving. She was right. And I was able to create this connection with the people that, by the grace of God, want to follow what I'm doing. Yeah. And... I, it's invaluable to me. It's a huge tool. You know, I get to showcase what I'm doing and I get to hear people's response. It's amazing. And she was right. And so she pushed me into it. And uh, it's, it's really ch- changed my life. Yeah. You know, I was able to not have to have these other jobs, menial jobs to, to, to make ends meet. And it was because she pushed me to do that. Yeah. And we, because uh, it's funny, I work with Chiara Frangi, who you know. Yes. And Love. she was also, <coughs> sorry, one of the first sort of like OG influencers. And you guys got an early. And I think <coughs> when you get an early like that, and you guys were also doing like you had like the best friend thing going on, and you had that amazing People picture. People were very into the best friend. Yeah, you had the amazing picture where you guys had the leather jackets that yes. each one had like different letters that made out best friend together. You know, They're and selling so that on phone cases, and I'm not getting a cut. Yeah, well, they, you should get a cut. But at that <laughs> point, like when you figure out that you can monetize it, you know, it becomes like, all right, you know what? Listen, I think it's definitely whether it's trivial, whether it's 
not the deepest thing in the world. It's still a great way. You're doing that ASMR thing. I like that. No? That's all right. We're eating pizza, guys. It's Sorry, all good. I'm still um, my pie. It's good. Listen, you eating pizza is much better than me chewing and chomping in someone's ear. People would pay to hear you eat pizza and not me. They do not want to hear me eat pizza. Um, but at some point, like when you start to monetize it like that, it's really interesting. You're like, wow. I mean, so it's interesting because as a, as a business case study, and there's been like Harvard case studies on the business of social media and and people literally i think kiara did one and other people have done one too so talk about that for a minute like what was your first thing that you got paid for on social media like how much did you get paid what can you make now how does it work do you think that there's a life effort instagram you know as the business slowed down through in that sense has it gotten more are you doing products i think the whole business of carolyn vreeland on you know where where your brand has gone because of social media and obviously we're gonna we certainly want to focus on the music you're doing too but i think there's an interesting story here on how one complements the other they do for sure um i've been lucky because everything that i've done has been relatively organic to who i am i'm not really the type that could sell you teeth whitening strips or whatever the fuck sorry just not my thing um but i've been able to not spin it but make it organic yeah. and I think that's what people have maybe responded well to yeah. hopefully um, but yeah I think we have reached a plateau I don't know that Instagram's going to go on forever I are you on TikTok is it because I think what? that's like the next my thing manager is a... imploring me to yeah. start one I have started yeah. one yeah. my first video is I think me eating a bite of pasta or something okay. but I need to get back on it because Could've I do a think that one here. I, but I'm ugh. As much as I am very present on it, I'm also very lazy. Like last night's show, I had such a great turnout, and I know I have to go through, look at all the videos, yeah, yeah. see who was there, repost that shit, yeah, and I'm it's looming. It, yeah. You know, yeah. like I want to do it, and I like to do it, but <clears throat> you can't do it th- three days later. It's not relevant anymore. Precisely, so you, that's and it one disappears. of the things. Yeah, definitely. So, so let's talk about that for a moment, though. So. You started to get paid on Instagram, and you were like, "Wow, this is like a thing." So, like, what do you remember the first thing you did? I mean, it wasn't teeth whining, but I'm hard pressed to remember the first thing. Um, But yeah, it was it was a lot less back then. I would do a lot more for a lot less back then. (laughs) So, how much can yeah? Tell me how someone like yourself that has this great career that's very multifaceted. I think someone called you like a fashion hyphen hyphenate darling. I've read something. You see, I definitely do my research. Um, (laughs) You do. Someone like yourself like what can they make doing this like what you know because you also have your own line you did with kiki i always pronounce this wrong i'll let you pronounce it exactly i'm not putting the french twirl on it but but, there you have it much better than me saying it so you have your own sort of like i know that there are girls making upwards of 10 grand for one post yeah i wouldn't put myself in that bracket uh i'm still lit guys (laughs) pay me (laughs) um but yeah it's pretty crazy some of the people i know and what what they can make um it, nowadays, it's less of posting for that. It's more um, if I do a performance for a brand, posts will be included in the, in the overall package. Because you yeah. do a lot of like fashion performances. We're going to talk about Amp Farm I really moments. segued kind of out of it. Yeah. Like, um, I, as much as I loved it and it was great, but now I'm much more music-based. And um, if there is a social media ask involved in that, it's usually part of it, right? Part of the performance or wearing the brand while I perform, that kind of thing. So I'm going to so kind of like... Going through your timeline here, you hook up with Shay, you got to start doing that stuff. You get representation, you start making money from it. At some point, you meet Corinne Rotfeld, you start writing for CR, which is great. Thank you. And talk about, do you still do that, by the way? Um, no, we, my, the editor I was working with on it, he and I, Aaron, talks to try to make it something bigger, maybe to make it into a book. The thing is, it I was w- called Going to Bed with Helen, really, yes. right? Yes. 
And and actually, so People it was would write the, in. the idea was like sex and relationship advice. Yeah, and I wasn't claiming to be a sex expert by any means. I mean, I do love sex. Let's be <laughs> honest; it's what gets me out of bed in the morning, literally. Um, <clears throat> but I just wanted to open the conversation about sex. Right. For whatever reason, I'm like a mouthpiece for that because I'm. You you see how I am? I'm yeah. happy to discuss. Of course. You're like an open book. Everything. Yeah. So that was really the goal. And I think Corrine, uh, you know, she saw that in me. She saw that I was daring enough to start the conversation. So it was really just an open dialogue about sex. But I would, anytime there would be a to- topic, you know, I would write and write and I would submit eight, nine pages of work and we had to condense it down to, right. s- to a fit. A column, yeah. Exactly. So that's why I think the book could be a good idea because then we can flesh out some more stuff. And and what kind of questions were they? Were they just like about your dating life? Were they other people? Was it no. advice like in general? It was, it was some advice um, and then it was some topics I was interested in. For instance, I have a friend, Pascal, who's a painter. He actually painted the cover of my album. Amazing. Which I'll show you, which yeah. is sick yeah, as fuck. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, he's in an open relationship. Oh, okay. And I was very curious about that. So I interviewed him, but I would also receive, you know, asks, uh, how do we feel about sex in the digital age? Yeah. Or at the time I was dating someone who was a Republican, which is very mm. challenging That's for me. That's the guy from Miami. Yes. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. You're an amazing guy, but <laughs> right. I can't. Challenging. Um, so I wrote a story called Sleeping with the Enemy because it was really my way to process um, being in Miami, being in that bubble. Everybody voted for Trump over there. He yeah. did not vote for Trump, but all his friends did. So Great I, guy, but that's a point of contention. Obviously. Thank you. Yeah. So things like that, you know, yeah. and it was really a way for me to sort through things, which is mm. fantastic. I, 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 I liked having a, I've never had boundaries. You know, I didn't yeah. have a dad growing up. I kind of, my mom was amazing, but she was more of a friend and a peer. You know what I'm mm, saying? And sure. so with this, my editor was like, this is due. I liked that. Yeah, that's cool. So I want to jump to your latest single, Drinking for <gasps> Two, right? Did you we're like it? We're going to play it. It's great. We're going to play it. And then we're going to come back and talk about everything you and your new record and when it drops and the video and all that kind of stuff. But hey guys, check out Drinking for Two. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. Pour yourself some. By the way, I usually say it's at the end of the show, but you should be following Carolyn Vreeland at Carolyn Vreeland and check out Spotify with all their stuff. So there's like, there actually are like quite a few songs up there if you go to your Spotify Three singles from the new album right now. So Drinking for Two, the the full length drops February 28th. How do I know all this stuff? I am in like an encyclopedia of everything, Carolyn Vreeland. <laughs> so drink it for two. We're going to play that. Jump to that right now. We'll be right back in just a moment. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. So we are back. We just heard Drinking for Two. Amazing song. The new record's out. There's so much still to talk about, actually. I'm going to go quickly because, you know, it's one of these things. We're having fun. We're drinking wine. We're eating pizza. And we're the I'm time is just... Now. Yeah, the time is just flying Tipsy away. Tipsy and Lipsy, that so, could be our new show. <laughs> that could be a show. <laughs> you and I could just do a food show together. It would be amazing. <laughs> so at some point, you actually sang background vocals for 30 Seconds to Mars with Jared. Like, how did that happen? I didn't know that. That's we something I definitely a, didn't know about. Yeah, we met through a mutual friend, and uh, obviously I thought he was so cute. Yeah. And he said, you know, we have this, it was that record where there was a lot of, I mean, maybe all the records have that. All that chanting and shit. Yeah, maybe. Um, so he he welcomed me into the fold. There was 10 of us. And uh, he was very sweet. Very sweet, very professional. Did you tour with him? No, we did one show, though. I think it was Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And it was a performance where uh, we had to wear these embarrassing white space suits. And then they threw, like, paintballs all over us, like wow. chalk balls. Okay. So I had, like, a pink face. I'm in the background with this white space suit with a pink face, like, singing the Amazing. Aww. I'm Googling that as soon as we get out of here. <laughs> I want to see that. It was very fun. And so Jared's fa- a doll. He's, he's awesome. So fast forward to now. 
Um, I mean, there's a little bit where anything we're leaving out there because at some point you get a record deal. At some point you even meet Jason Flom, who I know has been like a mentor. I know him very well. He's Aww. doing some great work. Um, <clears throat> he's actually he has like an Innocence Project thing that if you guys haven't heard about it, he's had everyone from Kim Kardashian. He's actually been mentioned on the show a few times because Truth Is We're Friendly. He's had a few of his bands on the show. He's Greta Von Fleet is going to come on the show soon, one of his bands that's really killing it right now. Um, but tell me now the writing process, how you get this music to come out. You know, you have a lot going on. So we kind of are up to the point now where social media has been a thing for you. Your music career starts taking shape. You do four records of material that doesn't come out. Maybe um, one day. Every one day. And, and you start gigging now. You've done gigs like Amphar last year, which is incredible. One of the highlights of your life, Thank I think. Thank you, yeah. Um, and some fashion gigs, too. And obviously doing all the fashion weeks everywhere and being a, a real presence and force in this sort of social media fashion space. So take me up to now. You know, you have a new record that's dropping this month. It's sort of like February now, almost, I would say, in like right. a day or two. So how does this come about? How does the writing process differ from all the stuff you did before? Because you, you did go through a lot of different genres of music. Yeah. Um, so Flom has always kind of given me advice over the years. And I sat down with him a couple years ago and said, you know, I'm ready to meet new producers, new writers. So he introduced me to Don Miggs, who introduced me to Greg Hansen and it, it was just started off as a session. You know, we went in to see if we vibed and uh, at, at Dawn's studio here in L.A. And within two hours, we had written the first song on the record, Broken In. And we knew we wanted to keep going. Greg actually played with me last night. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, he's a, an amazing guitar now player. Now I really feel terrible for not coming, but... Don't be. I'm not fun. missing the There's next more. one. There's many more. Many more to be had. Yes. Um, and then at this point, you know, I was... My relationship was uh, on the outs... And um, I guess I didn't realize it because I was in the eye of the storm. Hi, guys. I was in the eye of the storm, but uh, that's when I started writing. So for better or for worse, the album was about the, the crumbling of, of a relationship. So that's really where this inspiration for this album came yes. from, from your ex. It was about um, in a lack of intimacy and, and sort of uh, pouring yourself into... The bottle? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And so that's kind of what you did. So you poured yourself in. So, <clears throat> so you obviously get great inspiration from this kind of thing. It's a bummer because obviously no one likes to break up with each other. Of but course. was the crux of the inspiration for this album from your breakup? Yes. And wine? Yes. <laughs> a thousand percent yes. Okay. And that's so what it's all about. All the songs. Do, um, do you think that men degree. and women can stay friends? Do you think that... I'm, I feel like you're friends with your exes. I don't I know am. why I feel my, like you. My ex... Because oh, you're cool. Sweet. That's he, was, he came to my show last night, a different yeah. ex. No, I think it's very possible. Um, I'm very lucky. The people I've aligned myself with are good people, so they, they will be in my life. I can't be in love with someone and then spawn the... Or sp spurn them away that's not a thing you of course know? especially when me. you date them for years or you've been friends with them for years so yeah so you're going to tour this record i am awesome i go on tour the day that the album comes out amazing we're starting in philly so you have um, three songs out now tell us about all the songs february 28th yeah um february 28th we're in philly then we're in dc uh then we go to cambridge and then or then we do the mercury lounge in new york amazing. which i'm very When's excited that? about i'm gonna be in new york march soon. 4th please okay. come cool and then uh we we wrap it up in rochester because the band i'm touring with they're from there so it's an east coast tour it's baby's first tour i'm a fuck up the hotel rooms just kidding i'm not gonna <laughs> fuck them up but what i am gonna do is i have an idea let's create a dialogue I am going to, in any hotel I stay in from here on out, tour and otherwise, I'm going to take the painting off the wall and I'm going to write something, a note. Oh, I like that. And then hopefully one day I'll do it and I'll encounter someone else's note. That's my new thing. 
Let's it's, let's put it out there. What should we call it? It needs a name. Uh, how about uh, God? I don't know. Hotel fuck up or hotel like, converse. Ho- hotel conversation or, or we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll workshop we'll, this. Yeah, we, we should. We should. <laughs> we'll it's funny because I never. I do you know that I play drums? I, don't I know do. Of okay. course I do. I don't know if you know that, but. So I toured with Courtney Love. Um, I don't know. My first tour with her was probably seven, eight years ago. I never really toured before. I was always a musician. I had bands that did well, but never like that well. We toured with Lana Del Rey a few years ago. And at some point, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Like, this is not what I thought it was. There would be like three of us, three dudes, like sleeping in a bed together at the Holiday Inn. uh, And they would like take pictures of me literally like sleeping with my mouth open and put them on Instagram. And they're like, this is really funny. This is Scott like with his mouth open. (laughs) Cause they, they weren't really into like Instagram. The guys, my band, they thought it was weird. And so, yeah, that was like my life. And so are you excited? I mean, obviously you, you, and let's face it, like you definitely have a lot of class and fashion and like finesse. Right. So like, you might have to like not everything might be the four seasons because when you first oh, start I'm touring fine with that. i so want it, with the that. grittier the better the yeah the better. i love okay, that okay all right i'm a diva in some ways okay. i need my water in a glass bottle okay that's my big ass so you're you're okay with it being if it's a little gritty and whatnot Fuck yeah i okay, love that cool. shit and so your band you met them how these are just guys you knew or something um i actually don't have a band i only have a couple guitar players oh, that cool. i work with on what depending on where i am um but i am going to go to Rochester next week to start working with the drummer awesome. from the other guy's band so that I can put have a fuller show for right. the tour. So. so this tour will be a full band or you and yes. a guitar Okay, cool. So I definitely want to catch it. Marth for, March, it? 4th. March 4th. And where um, you just played last night, but tell us some other dates that you have coming up so we know. <sighs> um, right now, that's it. We're just gearing up for the tour. I had my show last night at the Standard and I think the next one will be... Soon. Yeah. Okay. Last question I have to ask you because I said like many times here, you're a foodie as much as I am. Where are your favorite places to eat in New York and LA? Because you're living now in Brooklyn, are you not? I am, yeah. Cool. Because you're kind of like, I think of you as like LA for whatever reason. I of mean, course. you and Shay, like, I feel like I saw you a lot in LA, sometimes in New York during fashion weeks and whatnot, but you're really like, now you're kind of doing the bi coastal thing or you're just in Brooklyn, would you say? I have an apartment, I have a lease. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I am in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, I, if I had my druthers, I'd be in LA, of course. That's yeah. where my heart is, but it's just not the center of the universe right now in yeah. terms of distance. Um, but back to the food thing, Lucali, 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 Lucali. He was Mark just is on a the daddy. Show. Yeah, we like that. I love my, I love me some Mark. Yeah. He, my sister and I came once. We knew nothing, didn't know him at all. We waited the three fucking hours. We went to see the Downton Abbey movie. Came back, still waited another hour. Yeah. Complained to each other, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. but did not complain to the door girl. And he found out later that we didn't bitch. So he's like, they're fine. <laughs> so now we've developed a rapport and now I get my pies. He's Love a funny him. guy. He's such a Brooklyn guy. So I do a show called Table Talks where I go to restaurants with famous chefs and we eat the food and cook a dish with them and we talk to the chefs. You I and do I so need to hang things. out more. Yeah, we, we, need, we definitely do. <laughs> and so we went, we did something at Mark's. It took us like two months to get him because, you know, he doesn't really text much. He's like real old school. He's like, yo, I'm in Brooklyn. And he doesn't Holy. like leave like that four block radius. We actually took a tour of his whole neighborhood. He's like, yo, Paulie, what's up? I felt like I was in like <laughs> Saturday Night Fever or something. And so we get there and he's like, yo, just so you know, the oven's not working. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we can't so. cook anything today. I was like, that's the whole point of the show. So um, You need to meet Frank Prisonzano. Yeah, I need to meet him. He, Little Frankie's is my end all be all. I literally go there. East Village, right? Fucking yeah, I've been there before. Lower East Side. Lower it's East the side, best yeah. restaurant in the world. Definitely. It's so cheap. Uh, n- the food is excellent, but it's you're not paying like an exorbitant amount. I go there. I watch Queer Eye. I cry by myself. I eat the garlic <laughs> bread. I sit at the bar. 
It's the best place in the world. I know we're Those kindred spirits tops. because I'm obsessed with garlic bread too. I'm obsessed with Little bread. Little known fact, so my favorite food is I, pasta. I, you it's know, G bread. I, I know that and I know that you're not as into pasta as you are garlic bread. So on my last note, who makes the best garlic bread you've ever had? I have to say, when I was slanging bottles at Sound Nightclub, where's that? R.I.P. to the old me. Fucking techno shit. Um, sorry. Sorry. Um, no cursing on this. Next PG door to show. Sound in Hollywood is Michelli, Michelli's, that Italian, mm. old school Italian restaurant. They have the dankest G bread I've ever had. Really? Sourdough cut so deep. The oil sinks in. Wow. Oh, fuck yeah. Is that you like can't right off a Hollywood Boulevard? after you eat that shit. Really? I'll go there like tonight. Las Palmas. Oh, I, I know where it is. I've never been there. Get that shit. I'm going there tonight. Beautiful and wife. next time you come back, because you're definitely coming back bef- before we launch our own food show together, <laughs> um, you're going to maybe we'll bring like a guitar player. We can actually play one of these hey. songs. We almost did that this time. But. I'd love that. So Love is Here. Check out the new record. Follow Carolyn. Um, the the record comes out February twenty eighth. So excited to have you! You know, Thanks, I'm God. so happy to see you because we do see each other. It's great, but we it's always had like this time. no, it's always like ten five minutes. Hey, what's up? And then you do your thing and I do mine, and we never hang out. So this is actually a lot of fun. We're gonna do some social media pictures, and then we're good. And you're Thanks on your way. You probably have a lot of stuff to do today, I'm sure, because I know your schedule. So <laughs> thanks for coming in. Check out the new record. Thanks, guys. Bye. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press, from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. And more importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots. You always see me repping them. And uh, yeah, coming to you live from WeWork today. And so the show will return next week. And uh, have a great week, guys. In Lauren Lake's courtroom, there is no nonsense. When you have but I said I'm a right? Don't talk when I'm talking. Just results. Mr. Jackson, you are the father. <laughs> Live it, own it, be it. You see it? Listen to Lauren Lake's Paternity Court on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denaissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denaissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How did 
do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.